This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Claire Linick, and she talks to me about her love of the women of the Real Housewives franchise. We talk a bit about keeping up with those Kardashians, but I would say the vast majority of this conversation was Real Housewife-centric and spinoffs of those shows that I didn't realize existed. Uh, So I learned a lot, and, you know, maybe you will too, or maybe you're a fellow... Uh, Real Housewives aficionado, and you'll enjoy hearing Claire's takes on these beloved women. I think she's right to find intrigue in the stories that are told based on the information that I was given, and it was a very fun conversation to have. Claire is the co-author of a book called Our Perfect Marriage with my guest Alan from a couple weeks ago. She flags out a little in this episode by saying that he stole her topic, so I believe they would have done a joint ep about Dungeons and Dragons and it would have been a joy, but I'm also very glad to have gotten this insight on something that I knew very little about, except for some of the places where there were shows. I also would like to point out that Claire has written a book called The Awkward Phase and is a writer for Dose and OMG Facts, just writing all the time. So it's interesting to see what kinds of things she finds intriguing about these Real Housewife shows, mostly editing, mostly how good is the editing on reality television shows. I feel like those are the real heroes in all of this, is that they have to have all this footage that they then cut into interesting watches. I would like to give quick plugs to a couple of shows that I'm doing at The Annoyance. As always, Thursday nights at 9.30, I am in a show called The Fishbowl. Sight unseen, my improv team closes out the night, but in the middle portion of the show, students of improv are given the opportunity to perform with veterans of improv and teachers and regular performers at The Annoyance and elsewhere. So if that sounds enticing to you, you should come by the show. It's a good time, I promise. Another thing that I'm doing for the next three weeks, on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, I'll be in a show called Sad Clown. It's an Armando, if you're familiar at all with long-form improv. If you're not, an Armando is simply a monologue that inspires a series of scenes. In this case, the monologues are written by people who struggle with uh, mental health. So they're about anxiety, depression, any other uh, of the plethora of mental health issues that people go through. So it's these really wonderful people sharing their stories and a bunch of improvisers turning those into comedy. So I think Sad Clown is an apropos name. I will be in the next three Sunday's shows at 8 o'clock. There's one Sunday after that that I will not be in, but that you should still attend because it's going to be good. The guy who put the show together is a psychiatric nurse, so he has just a little bit of knowledge on the subject. That's facetious. He has seen a lot, and I think it's a 
a bit of a passion project for him to kind of be able to fold in this love he has of improv with his line of work and finding ways to laugh at things that seemingly are not able to be laughed at. I would also like to give a shout out to the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you like this show, I bet you would like Alka Hollywood, wherein each week the hosts make a new cocktail beverage and have a guest on who watches a movie with them and they drink the cocktail and make a drinking game for you and talk about the movie. It's about alcohol and entertainment, which I think folds in nicely with a conversation about the Real Housewives. So thank you so much to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and all of our sponsors therein. Check out all of the other shows. But first, listen to this conversation with myself and Claire Linick. Let's do this thing. What you said you worked out of an office today? I worked out of an office today. Um, I was just freelancing for a company, doing some writing. Nice. Lots of LaCroix, <laughs> lots of snacks. I took a lot of swag in my backpack, but they yes. said it was okay. Yes. Oh, startup swag. I know. Nothing And like they just it. rebranded, so all the old stuff is like, take it, take it. And the new stuff was there, too. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I got a free square pa- Squarespace t-shirt a while ago that the new fiance wears all the time. I know. I got their tote bag. <laughs> yes. yes. Squarespace tote. <laughs> See, they're not only are they, you know, coming up with some innovative ideas. I know. They're also clothing entrepreneurs. <laughs> entrepreneurs. Honestly, I mostly just freelance for companies and everywhere I go I look like a walking advertisement for somebody. <laughs> and it's kind of sad. It's like when it was like Reebok was cool in the 90s, I just wear on my startup like crap now. <laughs> That's really funny. I definitely have a bunch of stuff from my scientific day job, but it's all like <laughs> chemical companies and weird yes. stuff like that. Or no one's like, what is Agilent Technologies? And I'm like, that's nah, what Well, my dad's in the science field and my mom is a nurse. So like nice. the free pens yes. and like cool ice packs that we get I and have everything. Pins for days. Yes. There we go. Agilent Technologies pin. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're just more into that and less into the tote bag culture. Well, I think they're more into like what is super functional. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? And not mm-hmm. that a tote bag isn't, but it's just like, Everybody that's needs a, a little too fun. <laughs> uh, my guest today, speaking of fun, is Uh-oh. Claire Linick. And we're going to be talking about her love of the Real Housewives. Yeah, and all reality TV, really. Okay, I was going to ask if you wanted to broaden it while well, you're doing that. Well, I mean, when I say I want to broaden it, I mean, I just also want to talk about the Kardashians. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to okay. get super broad. But it's like the the Real Housewives and family reality TV yes. umbrella. Yes. I The reality TV I like isn't like young people trying to find themselves. <laughs> it's just like older women drinking <laughs> and being angry at each other. All right, cool, cool, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's very relaxing to me. It's less competition and more... Right. And I don't need to watch, like, anyone that's under 30. Okay. (laughs) How did you get into this genre? Oh, my gosh. Let's just go. So Mm -hmm. it started... I had never watched this stuff, and I was the person who was, like, vocally against it and a little too cool for it. And then I took a one-month medical bed rest. 
and girl, you turn to reality TV <laughs> real fast. And like Alan said that I would be, Alan's my husband, I'm sorry. So Alan said that I would a be. A guest on the show nigh but a couple weeks ago. Yes, and he took my subject, so now I'm talking about this crap. <laughs> <laughs> so he said I would be like staring at the computer screen and like touching it anytime Kris Jenner came on the Kardashians oh <laughs> and was just gosh. like so into it. Oh my god. And it gosh. just completely was like when I a time where I didn't have a lot going on, it was my whole life. And it's just continued for me. And okay. I find it so relaxing. Okay. My brain doesn't turn off, which I think like you know, like just from talking to me for like 30 seconds. <laughs> um sure. but I just like go comatose during That's reality really TV. Funny. Was it keeping up with the Kardashians that you got into right during that that was the gateway time. drug yes. okay okay and then you turned to the housewives real housewives real fast <laughs> what was the first housewife show that um, you took atlanta Ooh, fun and i got you know nene leaks is just like the best intro into that world okay she just like honestly is the epitome of what a real housewife should be i have seen some of the uh musical things that Someone in the Housewives of Atlanta cast made like she. What's the song? Twirl. Tardy to the party. Yes. Um, Kenya Moore is twirl up on your haters. Yes. And Candy Barres actually. This is something interesting. See, Candy, I knew this was like. Yes. Well, if I found the right words and <laughs> I so don't know who. Candy Barres from Real Housewives of Atlanta um, was in the '90s girl group Escape. Yes. And wrote right. a bunch of songs. Um, probably most famously, uh, Scrubs. Oh my god. Or no gosh. scrubs, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, sure. You get it. I got. I was there with you. So are most of them that kind of uh, entrance into the world of notoriety? So it started the show started originally just being like a peek into this lifestyle, mm-hmm. like at the like one percent, like top spending, this kind of thing. Which one was the first one? Um, Real Housewives of Orange County. The yeah. one that just came in with another season. Gotcha. And so then what happened was and real it's been ha- on forever. Forever. So it has to have been 15 years, I don't know. I want to say 11. Sure. But I do not know that. I knew it was more than 10. We could ask the Google machine, but I'm not sure. It's not important. Um and then on Real Housewives in New York, Bethany Frankel comes in and is just so poor and is now the richest housewife. That Whoa. there is across the board because she kept marketing her product on the show, no Skinny Girl way. Margaritas. Holy shit. I had no yes. idea. So now everybody comes on with a product. They've got a wine line. They've got a song. They've oh got something. Oh, my gosh. It's, cra- it's kind of like the way that Bachelor has just become a way to sell, like, sugar bear hair, like, vitamins. Yeah. I mean, what's the guy on the current season who his name is not a real thing? Wah-boom. Yeah. You know, I don't the even Bachelor watch that show, isn't really in my, <laughs> in my life anymore. Okay. All right. Which I say, and I still watch every episode, but I'm just, like, not as vocal or as proud of it as I used to be. <laughs> That's my way of weaning out of it, and I hope eventually I just stop watching it. I totally get that. I have never really dipped in and like I said before we started recording only have a shallow knowledge of all the above but it totally seems like that guy is just trying to sell himself as a product or anything that he does yes yes and people turn on that very quickly it seems like it it's interesting because on the show or just as the viewers yes and yes okay (laughs) um 
people are almost always there just for the products, but you can't say that. Right. Sure. You cannot say a word. (laughs) It's fascinating. Yeah, I guess for me, it's (laughs) as a viewer, how do you accept that that's just a part of it? Is it just one more thing that helps you tone tune everything? It's just like a layer of the cheese. Okay. You know what I mean? It's Uh so cheesy and it's just fascinating and over the top. And honestly, I'm a better person because of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because you see that and you're like, well, that's too much. Well, I used to be, I'll tell you, I used to be so afraid of confrontation. Like Mm -hmm. I'd get shaky and weird about it and like just couldn't handle it, would like physically shut down. And then I see these people like being so insane, like so who they are, just screaming at everyone. Yes. And it just like really put me at ease about like anything I do. I'm like, well, it's not going to look like that. That is fascinating. And I'm not that I'm confrontational, but like confrontation does not bother me. That is really interesting that you feel like it helped you get over. Like, I really think that was a hurdle I needed to jump. That is so interesting because I also, yeah, I hate having to deal with moments like that. You just got to watch the real housewives because I'm like, there's no way that someone's going to be crazier (laughs) than like Kim Beerman. You know what I mean? Like, no one is going to be like tugging at my wig yeah and if they are great then. good tv <laughs> kim is the one who sings don't be tardy to the party uh, yes. and she is the woman who wore um just a wig every day because she didn't want to do her hair and yeah. then she got a wig line oh. that i don't think went well but now she has a skincare line okay all right she transitioned to something probably oh i don't know probably easier to sell probably not as uh I just, I don't know what to say about her, but she's like, I must be wrong because she's making so much money. So I'm the wrong one in the situation. (laughs) I think sometimes products are just, if you can convince anyone in some way to help them make a decision, then that's enough. Yeah. Like what kind of skincare product should I buy? Oh, this person I'm aware of has one. I'll just get that. I'll get it. (laughs) Yeah. I just keep watching the videos of Kim Kardashian um, contouring her face with her new product because it is so calming. <laughs> what are those videos? Is it ASR? It's oh, called? yes. Uh, like the very famous one is Andy ASMR. Warhol. Yeah, ASMR. Like the very famous one is Andy Warhol, like eating a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> that is what that is to me. Yeah. She might as well be whispering softly, letting all the clicks be picked up by the mic. That makes a lot of sense. I believe that, that just the pureness of a simple makeup application. It's so calming. Does she talk a lot during you? No, not at all. Really? Like she might a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's mostly just silence of Kim Kardashian just Hunter a in her video face. of her doing her makeup, and it's like every day, and I can't stop. Is there? Does she put music behind it? It's nothing. <laughs> um, How long are they? Well, it's usually like live on Instagram or so, right. so like two minutes tops. Right. Still, that's stop. She knows. Talk about someone who knows how to use a platform like that to sell a product. I can't get enough. I know. And that's something, honestly, I was thinking about this today while I was just washing my hands rigorously. Um, (laughs) 
was that literally, and I think I've said this before and stuff, but I was just, I was just having some deep thoughts about it. I was like, if people say that Kim Kardashian got famous because of a sex tape, like we have to be able to explain Ray J's career. Ha. And there it's absolutely nowhere. That's really funny. Like she is a better businesswoman than, better business person than any of us. It really seems like it. What's her approach to that on the actual show on key is she on keeping up with the kardashians she's an executive producer okay and she is on. i just didn't know if she had you know wasn't as present in the world since no she's become kind of like the face of that so that's what's fascinating about the show is it's really gone through with them and like the fame part of it and Mm -hmm. now it's mostly just them going on vacations And Chris Jenner's birthday parties. Like, that's literally <laughs> what it is. And But it's, like, really, it showed them, like, hustling every day and just doing the craziest and worst things, like, having to go poster for their shop, like, at the beach and stuff like that, and the sad hustle of that and losing gigs. When they first started. Yes. Have so you, good. Have you watched through, like, all of the episodes of that Girl, show? Yes. <laughs> what? That has to be so much. It's so much, and I can't. I could watch the same episode, but I don't smoke pot anymore. Oh, uh, you gotta feel something. I gotta like really. <laughs> I don't smoke. I only drink a little now. Mm-hmm. I watch the Kardashians. That's your drug of choice. Yes, <laughs> it's great. I think you'd like it. Yeah, statistically speaking, you'd love it. Oh, because, just because it's it... um women from I want to say twenty five to thirty five who like are highly intelligent and hold full-time jobs. Whoa, that's their that's main who's demo? watching it. <laughs> Interesting. And I don't think that's probably who they targeted. Yeah. I'm sure they were like trying to get kind of that cool like college age and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's become like a weird thing I feel like that that's who's so drawn to it. I feel like you could say similar things about the bachelor demographic. It, it seems no, like that it. does reality TV across the board. Really? It's insane. Well, I know that's true for like my genre, which is like the real—I don't yeah. know what you call that genre. Actually, I'm, it's I not feel competition, like... and it's different than like we put these five people in a yeah, house. Yeah, it's not two of them are exes. <laughs> One's an artist. <laughs> I'm like that's the worst thing anyone could be. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that there's a pretty hard line drawn in reality TV where it's either like we put together these total strangers or. All these people are who are in the same family. Yeah, it's or like the this same was world. already happening. We just right. happen to be lucky enough to know them and put cameras on it. Right. And that's like what Andy Cohen, who's a fascinating figure, did. Uh huh. Did he? Is he like the father of those shows? Ooh, ooh girl. <laughs> yes. Andy Cohen, listen to his resume. He's like the president of Bravo. He I started this franchise. He's the only openly gay late night host and now he has a show called love connection wow i thought i knew only really am aware of him from like watch what happens live watch what happens like, live yeah. i thought he was just a host i had no idea that he was like the no, granddaddy he of does Bravo. It all. he Damn. does it all so he does all their unions for real housewives he i don't think he handpicks all of the real housewives but he has put a lot of them forward like carol radswell for sure he was just at a dinner party and the next day, I was like, we're getting her on the show. No and way. And they called her. That is crazy. And she's one of my favorite housewives. But it's so fascinating. So I'm sure women in that world are, like, obsessed with trying to, like, 
catch oh, Andy Cohen's eye. Oh my eye. gosh. Yeah. You have you just have to watch the reunions. <laughs> I've heard like, if that's anyone ever says question, that the reunions. Like, Excuse me, are you Andy? I'll only speak to Andy. And it's incredible. Wow. And Andy's just like living his life, best friend with Anderson Cooper, and just wants to hang with his beagle. <laughs> He seems really – I've always really liked Andy Cohen, even though I'm not a uh, you know, regular Bravo watcher. I think people, even if you don't appreciate – like if someone doesn't get into Real Housewives and that's not their flavor, I'm like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But Andy Cohen, I'm just very firm on. <laughs> no. But I think a lot of people feel strong respect for him. Yeah. I think I probably became aware of him even through other – like I'm a big fan of people like Julie Klausner and Billy Eichner and I feel mm-hmm. like they do his show and vice versa and they're called Bravo Liberties. Bravo Liberties. That and is there's good. celebrities that are into Bravo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so funny because like these people would request to be on Watch What Happens Live with certain like oh, Bravo stars. Oh, they're like, they're get like me I have this to be housewife. with Dorinda Medley. <laughs> you have said so many incredible names. I feel like that comes along with being one of the housewives. Yes. You have to have like just a ridiculous name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Nene Leakes, like, I have known that name forever without having watched yes. any of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, and it's weird because it's a show that you're already at a level of what I would call prestige, maybe others would, <laughs> by being a Real Housewife. But mm-hmm. it really has catapulted a lot of careers, whereas like Nene Leakes, who was just staying at home, God bless, that's amazing, but she was staying at home and then got the show and then was on Glee. Yeah. And then was the fairy godmother in Cinderella. I mean, it's insane. She has an, a bona fide acting career at this mm-hmm. point, for sure. Yep. And she still went on the show for like one or two more seasons, but she was insufferable. (laughs) Really? She just kept coming back and literally her tagline was, I'm rich, bitch. Oh, no. (laughs) But it was so good. (laughs) Like, I'd buy the t-shirt in a second. I'm rich, bitch. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) Nini Leaks, when you watch these shows, what are the things that you really live for that happen in storylines? Now... I'll say that, and I'll start by saying where I thought the questions go is just, what do I live for? And it's the editing of the shows. Whoever edits these shows, like, needs, I hope they're having a very happy life because they okay. deserve it. I think that is like, a great thing to... Is amazing. Yeah. So just... that's actually what I, like, really watch for and just love it. And the interviews, like, what's so great about it is you'll see this ridiculousness, and they're either very self-aware mm-hmm. in their interviews. Like, last night, Luann... Countess Luann. Countess Luann on? De La Sepp's Roni. Okay. Real in New That's York. what I thought. She fell down twice. She got so drunk she fell. And we've seen this woman be a tank for years and Whoa. hold her alcohol so well. Countess. And like the whole cast was shocked. Everyone was shocked. And she just gets in to her interview. And she goes, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> when talking about it. And it's like so self-aware. And it's the best thing I've ever seen. But then, like, you'll see someone make like a fool of themselves and go and they'll be like, What? We were all thinking it. And I just love it. Like, the people who know who they are. Right. And the people who don't. Wow. That is really fascinating. I I totally agree with you. I can't stop. And it's just like. That makes a lot that the structural nature of it in general is what you 
as a self-aware viewer as well, can watch and go, wait, that's what makes this so good. It's crazy. And, like, it's to the point where you know that a lot of them decided where they want to be seen for their, like, at-home things. So, like, oh, here's me just cleaning up my kitchen. Like, we know that. Stop that. You're you're not even holding. You're barely holding that rag. (laughs) I didn't know it was possible to hold, like, a thing of Windex wrong, but somehow you're doing it. It's like when you see someone in a play or something of that sort who's a bartender and they're like wiping the same glass for an hour like why are you so bad at pretending to be a human yeah yeah yeah. it's like god i understand that you needed some business here but do something else that's such a good way to describe it girl you gotta you i feel like honestly i feel like i've talked you into it and i should just go (laughs) this is exactly what alan said at the end when he was like my only goal in doing this was to get you to play D &D with us and he told me that you're gonna start but i don't know that he told you that or asked you (laughs) he did and i told him i would are you really yeah that's wonderful i was like like, give me a little time for the air to clear, but yes, I want to do this. Yes. Well, that's so now I feel too. like I'm going to have to prep some uh, Real Housewives watching yes. before that Well, happens. my <laughs> other thing about it is like I spend probably like half of my free time on nerd stuff like that and mm-hmm. the other half on reality TV. And I literally cannot tell you a difference in what it is. Ah, that's so funny. And to the point where I've been really brainstorming a thought that's not complete yet, so I'm not ready to share oh. it, that I really think this kind of TV could very easily seem into like was under the nerd umbrella. Yeah. I'm not ready to present it fully. I'll mm-hmm. let you know when I am. Okay. I'll be awaiting that. Meet. I'll call you. I'll call you at like three in the morning when I've yeah, got it. Please. Um, you know, I'm going to need you to maybe like go back to school to study it and write it as a dissertation. I'm going to have to perhaps. be my own professor girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but there are reality TV, you know, of educational there are there has to be classes taught in schools about what the cult of reality TV is think about like what it says about our society and everything around it like there has to be it's not something you can ignore like as even if you really want to you can't ignore it I had no idea that skinny girl margarita was a real housewives thing yes but I've I remember Erin Lynn being the first person to tell me that skinny girl margarita was like something she was crazy about. And I was yes. like, Oh, what is this? And then I saw it everywhere. It's crazy. And now she has like skinny girl popcorn, skinny yes. all that cool stuff with it. Right. That's right. And it's all reality it's TV. It's all because of Andy Cohen. Started. And so like Bethany is probably would be the kind of person who would leave by now. Interesting. But she has said she's like Andy Cohen literally made my career. I've seen her cry in front of Andy Cohen and just thanking him. And she's like, I would never go anywhere as long as they ask me back. Because like, this is my family and this is who basically raised me. Wow. That's crazy. Do the casts turn over a lot? Yes, but I don't think it's ever their choice. Oh. And even if they, this is another fun thing. If like they do an interview that's like, I just, you know, God was just telling me it's time to go. I'm like, girl, Andy didn't call you back. (laughs) In this case, Andy is God. And every, no, you know what? told you it was time to go by not asking you to come back. Not asking you back. And like he says in one of his books, he's like, I always tell the people. Even if you're on the show, do not let your like partner quit their job. Don't you quit your job. Like It could just be a year-long thing, but people wow. get it, and they drop everything and make it their full-time thing. Interesting. He's also someone who, didn't he write a very tell-all type book? 
He doesn't really shy away from. Yes. It, well, it's um, called the the one I read is the Andy Cohen Diaries because mm-hmm. he's obsessed with Andy Warhol. Oh. As I think you would like. I think the idea of, of what Andy Warhol would think of reality TV is fascinating. I mean, he basically predicted it. Yeah. So what would he think about it? Mm-hmm. I think he'd love it. <laughs> I think he'd be just like Andy Cohen in it. So Andy does the Andy Cohen Diaries, which is just like a day-to-day. Cool. Literally diary. And he drops a lot in it. But just enough to leave you wanting so much more. Ah, so he'll so be like, funny. oh, I just got off the phone with one of the real housewife's husbands. And he's furious they're not being asked back. I'm like, oh, just tell us who it is. Right. Like, right. Just, just gives you a little snack, but never gives you a full course. That's really interesting, though, that he's good about saying this isn't meant to be what you do with the rest of your life. Yes, We're he's just obviously a businessman. Interested in covering you for a year and seeing what happens. Exactly. What kinds of things do they do in the show in terms of that? Like, do they, are they always, I guess, are they always covering these women's new uh, business endeavors? It's hilarious how they have to sneak it in. Okay. And that's another just gift. (laughs) (laughs) Something, someone like Bethany, like they'll cover a skinny girl event at this point. Right, right. But like one year, Ramona Singer decides she's going to start doing Pinot Grigio. (laughs) Which house? And so, literally, uh, she's Roni too. Okay. So everyone on Real Housewives New York, especially, has products because of that. Makes sense because they saw Bethany Bethany Frankel. That makes sense. So Ramona Singer just like literally shows up to every event and like opens her own bottle of Ramona (laughs) Pinot Grigio and just gets wasted on it. And I think it sold for like one year, completely bombed, and like Ramona just drank all her own product. (laughs) But people are really good too on Twitter, like. They'll be like, uh-oh, they're working up to a product. Yeah. They're working up to a product. And like three episodes later, they're like, I'm dropping my own line of champagne. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect show for Twitter just because it's so ripe for- It's the funnest watch party. Fun jokes. Oh, it's so, it's honestly the gifts, the memes- they're a present. Every week, I just feel like it's a birthday party for me. <laughs> it seems like, too, that Atlanta has kind of followed that idea of wanting to become entertainers. Like, yes. if Bethany Frank is, like, the small business world. Well, I think it's interesting city by city, too, because you think of, like, New York, and, of course, it's, like, business-centered. Mm-hmm. And then Atlanta is such a powerhouse in, like, the movie and film yeah, industry, for sure. which is crazy but it totally they, is they have of the way taxes. more than us yeah because yeah, of the taxes and everything and so a lot of that is entertainment based mm-hmm. um and it just kind of goes that way and then the like people of like miami are were like we're just here to sit on the sun and drink <laughs> that is so funny is it just those four orange county new york Atlanta, oh girl miami. you're gonna be scared if i oh, do god it. no so many there are th- they new jersey two more last year what potomac and dallas potomac <laughs> and it's Potomac, I thought was going to be cut, but it's back. Potomac. I know. So they usually will give it like one season and you can, I was wrong on Potomac. You usually know when it's going to get cut, but they brought it back. God bless them. What Thank are Thank the them others? for trying. Um, Dallas is the other new one. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange County and Beverly Hills are probably the most popular mm-hmm. next to Atlanta and New York. Those four are like the powerhouses. Okay. Um, New Jersey, which I even can't watch because it's too much. Really? It's too Shakespearean and just like too intense and scary. Whoa. Because there's like some, uh, what's the Mob Wives? Isn't that also in New Jersey? Yes. (laughs) 
And there's literally no distinction in those two shows. <laughs> That's what I And I would rather they was... just called Real Housewives of New Jersey Mob Wives, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you can't do it. Like, so many people in jail, and it's so amazing. Uh, yeah. No, girl, don't cry. It's so good. No, I actually, that one I don't watch very much. But it still seems like that would give it a totally different tone than just, you know, this woman who cut, recorded a record for Don't Be Tardy to the Party. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes. And like, New Jersey, I think they've all written books. That's kind of interesting. The thing. Like, tell all books um, or cookbooks. That is so funny. So, like, every um, city kind of has their thing of what they're doing. Oh, it's a gift. I had, so, Potomac is, like, in the D.C. area? Yes, and I can't tell you much about it because I, like, literally, I watched, like, three episodes of the two seasons. And it wasn't your thing? It just wasn't for me. Um, Is Dallas really? Oh, yes. And it's just all about the charity world. (gasps) Oh. Which is cutthroat. Wow. Man, that is so fascinating that each show really reflects what is what people are trying to get into in that area, yeah, I guess. It's nuts. Oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so Orange County and Beverly Hills are all of those people kind of industry as well, like film industry people? A lot of them, like that's where you saw oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Fraser Crane, that guy. Oh. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. You meet like his wife. A lot oh. of people are plastic surgeons' wives and that and kind doesn't of thing. he isn't his wife way younger than him or he's been married a bunch of times or something weird? Well, like they that. actually divorced first season. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, on film. That's what I'm remembering. Yes. <laughs> and like you meet this woman and you're like, This woman is so hateful. Oof. And she was, like, literally the most hated person of all time. Like, Andy pulled her son and was like, you need to know how you're going to come off in this season, but I think they'll like you by the end. Oh and, like, gosh. literally she's a fan favorite now. Whoa. Is she still – is she someone who stayed on the show for a while? She stayed for a little while and now comes back because she's sincerely friends with the girls. So, like, if there's a party at someone's oh. house, she just shows up. It's really interesting that Kelsey Grammer – and the like would have someone who I guess would be willing to do something that high profile. But I guess maybe when they were first she starting. She was very like, this is my time to shine. Mm. I've been in his shadow for too long. Da, 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 da. And that, that is actually a large theme. And people are like, why do all the housewives end up getting divorced in their first season? Because it is like they call it a curse. And someone explained, they're like, no, really, it's the woman like. Seeing the writing on the wall, wanting to be your own person, wanting to separate from that, and that's why you go on the show. That makes a ton of sense. So it's either like, hi, I'm trying to like be my own person, do my own thing, or I have a product. So, Or I'm a princess. As long as they can kind of convince whoever the person they were in a doomed marriage to, to, <laughs> you know. Yes, you see so many marriages fall apart. Let them be on yes. the first season, their first season of this. I have to ask my husband and he said yes. Right, right. And then they, that's enough to springboard them out mm-hmm. of whatever terrible situation. situation. It's insane. Man, that's really interesting. The whole thing is fascinating. It doesn't necessarily surprise me that once they've kind of seen this the possibility of uh, not necessarily success, but even just something different. Not, right. not a thing that they were already definitely unhappy like in. Like someone literally caring about you. I think is all it sometimes takes to get out of a bad marriage. Whoa. Like in the sense of people watching it or yeah. the people that they're doing it with or people maybe wa- both? B- both. It's a new set of what usually is friends. Huh. And that's what's fascinating about it. Like there's people that people just hate on the show. Mm-hmm. But like... For the most 
most part, even if it's forced friendship, it's still friendship. Hmm. And that's better than what some people have. Mm. So it's kind of just it's a like matter. no different than like an improv team. <laughs> I, no arguments here. I couldn't even think of anything to say because I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that it, is forced friendship that. It's like, I hate this person, but if you say anything about this person, I'll come I'll after you. fucking kill you. <laughs> or, yeah. That's my improv sister. <laughs> or even just like. Even if you do like one another, it's the only time that you make yourselves socialize with yes. one another. Well, another fascinating thing that happens, this is a great thing, is if they don't like someone, everyone just stops filming with them. <gasps> so their storylines die and they just have to be cut off. That is so it's ruthless. Of course they do stuff like that, though. It's like playing Risk or Diplomacy or something. Yeah, it's, it's just like I just literally like nerd culture. <laughs> I'm finding it. I'm putting it together a little bit, but I'm just little stitches into this amazing outfit I'm making for everybody. Yeah, if you want to call me when you've got your, I just first know it's there. Together. I just know it's there. I'll get there. That makes a lot of sense because that's a surefire way to have people not be interested in watching that person anymore it's just like them at their house like making a fun smoothie and yes i'll watch that right but you once know. twice three times yes i'll watch it four times it better be a damn good smoothie uh but it also is when you sit and talk and think about the show you're not going to think about whoever making a smoothie you're going to think about when you know countess Lewin got really drunk at oh my gosh, some other woman's Mexico, launch yes. for her wine line or whatever Whatever it yes, is. Yes. Oh, is that, is that a lot of the storylines is like, so I had to go to such and so's charity oh, event. Oh, everyone goes to their event and gets in a fight there. And the line is always, this isn't the place. <laughs> like there's literally a super cut of just one season that Andy at the reunion was like, I want you guys to watch this. And, and it's, it's a super all... cut of them saying, this isn't the place. That's so Over funny. and over again. That's so funny. And it's like, it's so rare too. Like, I love the super cuts that they do on the reunions. Can you imagine someone who works on that show, like, going through all that footage? They have to be someone like me that just, like, truly cares. Like, it just has to be a weird obsession. That they want to watch everything and splice it all together and tell the stories. Yes. Like, if I had any skills in that field, I have. You'd be in it. I'm the kid on the basketball team that has all of the passion, but none of the talent. And that's why Bravo won't let me on their basketball team. <laughs> but they have to have some people, I'm sorry if this is a sensitive subject, writing some storylines oh, and yeah. things like that. That's got to be a thing. Oh, yes it is. Well, at least you have to, at the very least, decide where the filming will be. Right. And so when. There's probably even a... So an, that's shaping the story to begin with. And so even if the lines aren't scripted, I think there's probably a lot of like producers help yeah that is was going to be my next comment because like i've seen these women do scripted things Mm. and it's a shit show like anyone that thinks the kardashian show is scripted should probably go watch the kardashians try to act when they've been invited to acted things that's interesting so i think it's more a lot of like pushes in the right direction setting up the storyline setting up the location like a script would never work for these women. Right. It's so, it's a lot yes. like improv. Improv. <laughs> uh, like Courtney Kardashian went on a soap opera one time. And I'm like, oh, that was oh, the no. first time in my brain I was like, the Kardashians She's is not, not scripted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's so funny. Like that argument so that I really don't care either way for because it's fun no matter what. Right. That was the first time I was like, I side on that this is not scripted. Wow. Do I believe it's completely natural and organic? No. Right. I remember listening to an interview with this woman who worked on The Hills. And she oh, yeah. talked about how she would like have lunch with Lauren and they would talk through possibilities for like what they would do next. Yes. And The Hills, again, you're not 30. I just don't care. Yeah. You're 23. <laughs> you're figuring it out. <laughs> That's not what you want. Like, why would I want to watch my own life? Yeah. <laughs> sure. How sad is that? I want to see someone who should have their shit together. And it's just a nightmare. That's really funny. Do you find that encouraging for your own, um, you know, next few decades when you watch these? I can't wait. I honestly can't wait to be 50. Yeah. I feel so ready. (laughs) Because you think that you'll be able to like kind of live your life in the way of some of these other ones. Yes. I just know I'm going to throw a drink. Ooh. (gasps) I just know I'll throw a drink. Oh my God. What do people do or say to warrant a drink throw? It doesn't matter. Now, what has happened more than once is them throwing the actual glass. <gasps> no. <laughs> and like it's cut Just someone's face. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're like, well, you splashed me with water. It's like, you threw a glass. You threw glassware at my face. <laughs> you splashed me with water. And obviously Ramona Singer was the one who threw a glass bar in someone's face. Ramona Singer should be thrown off the show for being a nightmare person. (laughs) Like, she's she's gone beyond it's good TV. She's a trash human. So why do you think old Andy brings her back? You couldn't not bring back Ramona Singer. She's just too essential. I know why she's there. Mm. I know why Ramona's there. She was there from day one of Real Housewives in New York. Mm -hmm. She's vile. (laughs) But if she, like, I would be the first to rally in the streets if she got cut. No, that's not true. I want her. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Andy, call me. Let's talk about it. <laughs> that's really funny. So there is definitely some internal conflict in terms of do I want to watch the person who will jump from zero immediately to 60 and throw a glass? Or, like, it's not even that. Like, the thing about her I can't stand is, like, if there's a bartender or, like, waitstaff or barista, she's a nightmare, rude old woman to them. I have zero patience for it. I absolutely agree with you. Like, if you want to be nasty to, like, your friend at a party, like, that to me is, like, an equal playing ground. Yes. And, yes, like, you'll probably, Lose friends and alienate people. Lose friends and that kind of stuff. There's nothing you can do in that situation. Oh, she's nasty. That's really, I totally agree with you because there, every once in a while, I'll describe this uh, woman that I know. And usually the things that I jump to immediately are the way that she treats service industry people. You can tell everything about that. Everyone that I say that to is like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. That's trash. I just don't understand how people don't. Oh, it's terrifying. I hate it. To all my listeners and fans, <laughs> if you're on a date and the person is mean to the way staff, get the hell out. Get the fuck out. It used to, when I worked front desk at something, um, after an interview, I would always tell my much higher up, like boss's boss, mm-hmm. how they treated me in the interview. If it was like incredibly good or, you know, if it's great or no big deal. Mm-hmm. It'll be, I was like, she walked out of this interview and be like, it was amazing. I'm like, that girl was so rude to me. Really? And she didn't come back in. Huh. 
Like she never showed up again then. That is cool. I, that, mean, I probably did that like three times and like probably one of them was praising to him. I'm like, well, that person was nasty. But it, that's a good judge of character. It is. Absolutely. I think it is. Even if mm-hmm. you're only being courteous because you want something out of that situation. At least do it. At least you're doing it. Yes. Because it seems absurd not to. Of course, that's what you want out of the situation. But also just be kind to people. Ramona Singer. Comma, Ramona Singer. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman. But, you know, hopefully putting things like that on the show and on blast to a community full of hungry watchers is like, well, I don't want to be a Ramona in this situation. Yes. Um, I don't think Ramona will ever see it or change. She's the one who gets on there and is like, what? Right. One <laughs> of those people. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is the general response of the fan base is it typically shunning poor behavior like that yes oh yes (laughs) everyone's just like vigilante in the twitter streets okay (laughs) got it okay so everyone's willing it's not necessarily a glorification what is it what is it called where when you go to like the live performance you're supposed to boo at the villains and clap when they is that melodrama is that right sure yeah like that bad play you would go to at camp or something yeah throw popcorn at the villain like that's literally what real housewives (laughs) like a pantomime type (laughs) Uh oh here comes our hero seems like carol radswell (laughs) which one is she on she's real housewives in new york sorry i've just been watching them the most right now because they're the ones on so you don't have to apologize i just don't know the places where anyone is, yeah, and I feel like that gives a lot so of context. She's the one. So Carol is the, the face to Ramona's heel, yes. if you will. Yes, abs. Oh, yes. It, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's could be compared to wrestling all day long. Mm-hmm. Like these characters, it's everything. It's impossible not to think of stuff like that, especially for cheering these people, booing these people. I just feel like if you are into either wrestling, musical theater. <laughs> Or these real housewives, and you say you don't like one of them, you're probably wrong. That's so funny, and I think you're absolutely right. That's more clear than my nerd thing right now, but I'm getting there. But I really do think that those are all just like a huge Venn diagram. Yes, they scratch all the same itches. Yes. They tell you who to champion and who to dislike, and Mm -hmm. that's all we're trying to do in life. And just like tune in next week to see who wins out. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, I love it. Where do you think should have a Real Housewives show but doesn't? Well, obviously Chicago. I think about that all the time, and it's just weird to me. I wonder if we're just too modest. We're just too Midwest. Can Midwest so? hold? That's true. It's mm. only the coasts. Coasts or southern. Dallas, yeah, and um, Atlanta. But even Atlanta is close enough to the coast. Like right. They're not, they're not like Midwest. You no. know what I mean? Like, could Midwest hold a show like this? No. It's like a scoop around the outside of the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> it just couldn't happen, I don't think. Hmm. Man. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Like, who wants to watch people be, like, creepily polite to people to detriment <laughs> forever? Yeah, because there isn't even really that much reality TV that's been Midwest-based. I feel like... No. Uh, I can't name one. Somebody, well, Chris and Cavallari, like, tried 
to do something here, maybe? Well, they do stuff that, like, jokes about it being in the Midwest. Like, Tommy Lee goes to college. Oh. Which was in Nebraska at okay. UNL. Okay. Stuff like okay. that. And they're either, like, the that joke be is on your the radar because yes. of the Nebraska connection. Yeah, I would, well, yeah. <laughs> I lived in Nebraska. Then I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I kept getting it mixed up with Tommy Lee Jones. So it was just, like, a huge <laughs> problem with me. Yes, yes. Which would have been a better show, if we're being honest. I would have watched the shit out of Tommy Lee Jones goes back to college. (laughs) Wait. That'd be, you know, Ray J hasn't gone to college yet, has he? Ray J ain't done nothing. (laughs) He is on a reality show, but it's not... What are the other, the um, hip-hop Atlanta... Yeah, yeah, hip-hop. Love and hip-hop Atlanta, uh, Love and hip-hop New York. Those are wonderful. I've never watched any of those either, but it seems like they're in a similar state of being. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, it's this where it's a lot more romantic relationship based. Mm, that makes sense. Where you would think it'd be more, I guess it's called love and hip hop. I was going to say you would think mm. it'd be more like career based, but it's just not. Huh. That checks out based on the things that I've heard about it. I love The Read, and The Read talks about. Uh, Love and Hip Hop and the Real Housewife shows a lot. So a lot of my knowledge of those shows comes from to big fans of them or people who have like given up on certain (laughs) strains of them. Oh, it's insane. And that stuff is so insane. Like, And usually what they're discussing is the relationship. It's all relationship based. It's all relationship. And usually romantic relationship, I would say. I think friendship is in there as too, but mostly romantic relationships. I feel maybe that's also, they're all a lot younger. So maybe that's also. I mean, not really. Really? Like the main, like Scrappy and Bambi and all these people. Like I want to say they're all mid thirties. And like some of the men are like, especially the men, of course, are like (laughs) in their forties and fifties. Sure. I don't know why I thought those were like younger up and I guess they're all still trying to break in but that doesn't necessarily mean they're like up and coming or it's like their second time round gotcha like it's a lot of comeback tours gotcha that checks out yep or um, they had a rap career but now they're doing the producing side of it interesting I would watch I would throw on some of those you can (laughs) and like that's the kind of thing that like I don't go to when it's like new but I would watch like a just sit down marathon of it like you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. I bet the reunions for that kind of thing are really Ooh, can't even watch them <laughs> and there's no Andy Cohen everybody that's done the reun- reunion shows like they're all okay mm-hmm. they don't have Andy Cohen so it's just nothing do you think it's just because he's so integral in the making of the shows that he's able to kind of pull out the right things well Andy is interesting because he definitely pokes and pokes for the drama, but I've seen him shut down so many things. Huh. If he if he's like, this is homophobic and this isn't a good look. Whoa. And we're not doing this. Cool. So it's stuff like that where it's like, yes, it's dramatic, it's but he's not going to let it get gross. Yeah. It's all fun and games until you're just being really shitty. Yes. And he was like, like he says a lot. He's like, he just goes, sweetie, when it's too much or... That's not a good look on you. Wow. And that's enough to stop it. And they treat him with such high regard. Yes. And he's literally called stuff out for being like sexist, homophobic, racist. And he'll be like, nope. That's... Like basically without saying it, it's not in my house. <laughs> good for him, man. I know. And so that's the thing too. Like I think other shows want like a fight to break out or something like that. And they're hoping for that. Andy just is like all dialogue based. Interesting. 
That's really cool. That doesn't mean there isn't a fight every now and again. Sure. Right. But he just seems shocked and hurt every time it happens. And maybe he's not, but I really believe he is. <laughs> Does he really get upset when people yes. physically fight with oh, people? Oh, it's bad. Oh, poor Andy. I know. He wants more out of his own entertainment. He just really wants them to be their best, I think. Or their worst mm. at sometimes. What are some of the best relationships between specific housewives like are there two that are just inseparable best friends now uh sonia morgan and ramona singer Mm -hmm. and both of them are just hot messes oh no that just are like best friends that egg each other on right sure and it's hard to watch yes but then there's like really fun friendships that have come out of it and like there's someone like on real housewives of oc Tamara Judge, who you watch, like, completely turn everyone off for a season and then just come back, like, so humbly and be like, I'm sorry, I'm here, and I'm working on myself. Really? And, like, create all of these cool friendships and, like, things like that. And, like, I dig it. That's really fascinating that someone can watch all that stuff and go, wait a minute. Yeah, and you see, like, there are people who are like, it was very humbling to see that on TV. Man. It's so good. Can you imagine being no. that like i won't listen to this podcast because i don't want to hear my voice here's That's... what's gonna happen my mom's gonna listen to it uh-huh. and she's gonna tell me whether i did an okay <laughs> or good job like literally that's how it'll be and i'll say thank you i'm not gonna listen to it <laughs> that's perfectly fine and it's like nothing against like obviously like i don't listen to any other podcast mm-hmm. i love all podcasts that don't include me right but can you imagine being on camera not like that. No. Not not just seemingly living my life, you know? Yes. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it for a second unless they want me. <laughs> I was just about to ask, do you think that you would do something like that if offered? I'm not a good enough character. I'm very aware of that. Okay. I am very aware that I would not be asked. And there's no reason I should be. Because right. I'm not the kind of person I would want to watch. Okay. I do not hit my, like, I'm not 45 and I'm sure. not fascinated. <laughs> Maybe someday. Right. But it's not now. Maybe in a couple decades. It also just lets you feel like, yes, you can be your eccentric true self. Yeah. Like, just, yes, wear a caftan everywhere. I actually Wear love a caftan that. and, like, buy many horses, have some swans. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> But it's Lisa Vanderpump. I was gonna say that's a lie. <laughs> but wait, did so did she start on one of the housewife shows and then the Vanderpump rules came out of it? Yes. Didn't know that. Yes. But I did know Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Was a thing. Isn't yeah. that crazy? So she actually owns a few her and her husband Ken own restaurants in um wherever they're at. Are they Beverly Hills or OC? I get it all kind of, I get OC and BH very mixed up. I want to say Beverly Hills. That's understandable because I wouldn't think it would have a totally discerning difference. It really doesn't. And I think actually a lot of them are friends with each other. Mm. Um, and so then like Lisa Vanderpump came in, I think was the richest person coming into the show. Whoa. Um, because of all this I stuff, think Bethany man. Frankel has since surpassed, pass, surpassed that. But Lisa Vanderpump, good lord. Like, her house is insane, and it literally is just like a petting zoo Whoa. of dogs. And, like, her whole life is just trying to save dogs. <laughs> but she's the meanest woman you've ever met. She's literally the meanest woman you've ever met. But then you see, like, her start to cry about dogs. You're like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like if Cruella DeVille was just trying to buy all those Dalmatians to save them. Like, that's who Lisa Vanderpump is. And it's honestly... 
it hurts my body because it's being torn in like a hundred different ways when she comes on screen. Right. Because you're like, I agree with you. I do love doggies, but you're terrible. You're a terrible human, but an amazing dog mom. So what their show is just their family. Now, Vanderpump Rules is one of the restaurants Oh, that she um, runs. It's the staff of the restaurant. Oh, I did not know that. And how I think the show is pitched to Andy Cohen was they wrote down everyone that worked there and their relationship to each other. Whoa. And they were like, yep. We will make a show we'll for this. We'll take it. Like, this person dated this person, but is now here. These two used to be friends, but the, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. kind of did a flow chart of that. And they were like, we'll take the show. That's really funny because that happens. I mean, even we joked about it earlier, but if you look at like, I don't know, an improv team, for yes. instance, for and, instance, <laughs> just wrote down like, well, this person was interested in this person at some point, but then they started dating this other guy. Yes. And like, <laughs> yes. It's fascinating. You could totally play that game. Yep. Forever. So that's what that one is. And so that, again, is not really up my alley. Because <laughs> it's young like, people. They can just... all call me in 15 years. <laughs> When they're fascinating. <laughs> Have there been any other spinoffs of the Real Housewives shows like that? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kim Beerman is Don't Be T- She has a show called Don't Be Tardy. Oh. And I actually watched that one. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. It's just her and her family. Oh, don't be tardy. <laughs> and like literally no friends ever come on it because her and Corey don't have friends. What's the... Is, she, is that the same song that had the part that was Gone with the Wind Fabulous? Or is that That's one of the... That's Kenny Moore. <laughs> And Luann, Countess Luann, I think has the best songs. <laughs> and it's just like oh, all about how down. to be like, oh, it's just all about how to be like proper. Really? It's, their main song is called um, Money Can't Buy You Class. <gasps> My, the main Countess Luann song is? Yes. But then there's someone who like came in as a performer like Erica Jane. And so she was very popular in, like, the gay club culture. Okay. And Erica Jane is her character. Her name is Erica Girardi, and she's married to the lawyer who did the whole... um, Tom Girardi is, like, the most famous lawyer. He did the Aaron Brockovich case. Oh, shit. Cool. So she has this, like... It's so funny how all these people are some way tied to an infamous person. It's crazy. And so... She has this character, Erica Jane, who has the most amazing songs. And like mostly did the clubs and it was like a little secret like hobby she did type thing. And now it's just like so mainstream and so cool. Because she talked about it on the show. Yeah, like Ellen and I like love her songs. There are people it's the right demographic. Right. I'll like play it right along next to Robin and be like, I don't. Like this is seamless. This is a seamless mix I've made. So funny. Yeah, I I um lived with I had a subletter who was very into Atlanta because I think there was a season of Atlanta airing at that time and he was like you guys you have to watch this it's gone with the wind fabulous song because it's the most absurd thing you've ever seen and that woman has tried Kenny Moore has tried so hard to make that a thing for like seven years she yeah. at one time said um I'm gone with the wind fabulous and then she didn't even say the word twirl. I think it was Nene Leakes was like, and then she just twirled away. Yes. And she's literally been yes. trying to make this a thing forever. Yes. Yes. And like people are like, get over it. Yes. Um, and like, so literally she, she named her dog Twirl. <laughs> like, can you imagine saying something seven years ago that you're trying to make money off of today? No. That's what Kenny Moore's doing. <laughs> the, so she uses that as like catchphrase type thing. She's a heel. She's a heel. <laughs> Yeah. 
Do they all say their catchphrase in the like opening? Yes. Sequence so that changes like every that? year. The opening line changes every year, and I it used to be something that was on the show, and now. There is no way they don't choose their own because they're the worst things I've ever heard. And like, there's no <laughs> way that like there's no way someone helped them with this. <laughs> you ever just have like a lightning bolt in the shower? Like this is genius, and no one checks you on it. You've never said it aloud, and it just comes out. Imagine that being recorded and played every week at the beginning. <laughs> That's really We're funny. just like another red flag that there's yeah, no way that like, this camera stuff- judges was like. Um, my faith is strong and my ass isn't bad either. What? Girl. <laughs> what? Her ass. Girl. So her ass is strong too? <laughs> it's, lift, it's lift and stuff. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Lisa Vanderpump's is, I love dogs. I'm just not crazy about bitches. <gasps> oh, that's Ooh. good. That one took months. That is good. She probably hired a marketing person. Probably someone in her life. Or someone like tweeted it at her once yes, or something, yes. and she was like, "Put it in her only I'll take it. face." Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't fathom how many people have been on all these different shows. And it are is in a this lot, world. and usually I'm pretty good at it. But I will say, talking about the full franchise and trying to like name them today, I struggled, and I would consider myself a super fan. <laughs> I have seen no holes in your knowledge. Thank you. That is so <laughs> sweet of you. Thank you. But there's going to be stuff that I go home, I'm like, I cannot believe I didn't talk about this. Right. That's definitely going to be a So tough I'll be one. back every week. Um, <laughs> I feel like you could easily unpack all this stuff yeah, on a... I'll I, I figure mean, out the door code. Don't worry about it. I'll get in. <laughs> what is... Uh, what are some things, is there anything that you knew coming in that you were like, well, I have to talk about this show, this storyline? Um, well, thing. right now, I think it's going to be really interesting because we're seeing a new season of the OC. And they brought back some old people. They're bringing in some new. And I think we're going to see a really cool season with that. But that also has Vicki Gundelson, who is the biggest heel of all time. But really? she was the first housewife. She is what oh. Andy Cohen calls... The OG of the OC. Like, she is the original housewife, but she is bad news bears. So kind of who Regina would have, like, modeled her being around. It's insanity. And so that's going to be fascinating. Real Housewives in New York feels like it should be wrapping up. But it, I don't know. I don't know. I think the reunion has to be soon. Is there always kind of one on at any given time? One or two. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other smart thing about it. Like, that, it's really, like, we can lulls and lulls for day, but they make more money than all of us. Yeah, for, oh, my God. Like, the schedule of Bravo is just, like, literally packed with people they've made famous. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Can Andy you imagine Cohen, in, like, the age of TV? It's a golden age. It's literally a golden age. Yes. Alan and I were talking last night of different things that we think are hitting golden ages right now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking a lot about, like, board games. Ooh, um, love that. Like K-pop, like stuff like that. And yeah. then we're like literally reality TV. Yeah, TV in general, just because of the way that the nature of how we watch it has changed so much. Yeah. So much of movie money in the middle, you know, yeah. indies are still getting made and big blockbusters are still getting made, but there are so few things in the middle and all that stuff moved yeah. to TV. Yeah, well, we're like Cable's dead and like Netflix is king. King. And everyone else is just trying to be like Netflix. And they doing okay. 
I think so too. Amazon Prime doing great. I love all those shows. You know, I love Amazon shows. I like the Hulu. I mean, like I said, I'm a big Difficult yes. People fan. So it's like, as long as people that I think can make good things are being offered deals, I will watch it wherever the it's thing so is. It's so interesting. We're seeing a lot of different things. And I think like us as consumers are demanding different things. That's just... I'll talk to you about this later. Uh, I was just reading about like the, a lot about the restaurant industry today and how much our generation and mostly the generation below us, our generation that. Z, is they have to completely change this restaurant model that hasn't been touched since like 1985. That does not surprise me at all. And so I think we're seeing that everywhere. And I think reality TV reflects that. I think it all does. And I think it's really cool to see. There's so much to be said for being, like you said, the best viewing party is watching on Twitter, you know, being able to talk to everyone about the things that you're taking in. How do you watch those shows? Like, do you have a Bravo subscription and stuff like that? Um, our apartment building actually comes with cable. No. Yes. So I this is not something I would ever do. We literally use it for like reality TV and the Olympics. That's (laughs) so like, I think that's basically all I've ever used it for. And we used it for the presidential debates. Yeah, right. Um, which, you know, great. We saw all that. You know, out. you know that happens. Speaking so, of reality TV. Would have rather watched the Olympics. Now, don't do it. I mean, don't do it. It's on the table. Don't do it. How did, like, that's where we are. Isn't it fascinating? I, and I'm not trying to be like. No, no, no. And what's interesting about it is the people who were on that show, there was a great interview with them. They're like. Do you feel like you helped Donald Trump get elected? And they're like, literally, that show, he was playing a character. Mm-hmm. And we like, we literally talked to him like, it's his character. Right. Not as, not as a person. Right. Like the character he portrayed on this, and we never in a million years. Right. How could you? So they're like, Donald Trump the person, and Donald Trump this quote-unquote amazing businessman. Not at all similar. That is really interesting. And so there's like a lot of guilt. But then there's the question of like how many Real Housewives voted for Donald Trump? And I know Ramona Singer did. She got to go though, man. Um, But like it's been mentioned in all of the franchises now. Um, So like they were at Carol Radswell's watch party when Trump was elected. And it was so hard. They show the Women's March. They show this kind of thing. But... And you said that was one of, she's on one of the California ones? Um, Carol Roswell is Real Housewives of New York. Oh, okay. So she's was there the tension between the uh, Ramona? I think I said Regina earlier, but Ramona and her? Oh, I thought you were talking about Regina George from Mean Girls, which completely <laughs> checked out to me, too. I was like, absolutely, that's kind of a Regina George. Anyone that, like, listened to you, literally, Lisa Vanderpump and Regina George could not be more similar. Really? So you knocked it out of the park. That's Don't really worry funny. about it. Accidental. <laughs> um, so it's a fascinating thing, and I... I guess it's so easy for me to see a difference between, like, this kind of reality TV and, like, competition-based. Mm-hmm. But so many of the Real Housewives have been on there, and maybe I'm just creating this wall in my mind. Mm-hmm. To help you, like, justify. But yeah, we uh, we elected a reality TV star. That's what it comes down to. Was there tension on the show as a result of that? Like, yes. because of Ramona, like, because the women felt differently about it? Mm-hmm. Was that interesting to watch? Or? It was very interesting. And I would say that so many of them voted... Um, for Hillary and Rob Vocal about that. And y- either they were vocal that it's Hillary or they didn't say, so you just assume Trump. 
Interesting. Um, but Interesting. like one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills, one of the old ones, she had like dated Donald Trump back in the day. So there's like stuff like that. Sonia Morgan it's that like, world. advised him on something. It's yeah. that world of people who are like weirdly businessy, influential. Yeah. And most of them are like, um, we'd prefer not to talk about that. As have anybody that knew Donald Trump then. How many people wow. are like, we used to be friends. Right. Um, I was watching this amazing <laughs> Blackstreet Boys documentary. Oh, yeah. That they put out like two years ago because they were doing this 20th anniversary like album. That's tour. when people want to hear about Backstreet Boys. It is good. And one of the things that happened is they have this soundbite from Kevin and he's like, it couldn't be more like PC PR way that he's referring to Lou Perlman. He's like, Lou gave me a lot in my career. I owe him a lot. Oh, <laughs> just like literally reading it. They're trying so hard not to, they allude to him, you know, really he put together in sync without them knowing about it yes so he was like i got this new group and they were all like you created our competition and you didn't even tell us so God. he not to mention that he did all this embezzlement shit and like he was in jail when he died and like all that shit and they don't talk enough about the things that probably also happened but they go to some property that was his and they're like this place gives me the creeps. We got to get out yeah, of here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> well, it was like fascinating with stuff like that. Um, this is an Andy Cohen thing where he's like, a no comment says more than anything you could ever say in an interview. And that sounds like that's, by the way, like he helped my career. It's basically a no comment, right? There were definitely some glorified no comments. Yes. And it, so like on the shows when like no one will talk about Donald Trump, the no comment says it all. And then and there's people are very vocal about show, like this like, is devastating. People are like crying and like just couldn't like yep. leave their house because Donald Trump has just won. Yeah. Yep. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, it's so interesting how much that seems like it's going to, you know, enter the conversation regardless of what happens. Even if he does, you know, finish out a whole presidency, I feel like everyone is keeping receipts, you know? Yep. Yep. No, you do not want to have your name tied to that man. Yeah. Everyone's. And by the time the, you know, the next thing rolls around, it's going to be. Even like, our vice president is like trying to back away slowly <laughs> into the curtains. And it's like, we see you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of off topic, but, you know, kind of on topic. So thank you for fielding that, even yes. though I know it's probably. A... No, it's just honestly, that's an argument that I have a lot with Alan. Mm. And. It's something that is absolutely worth talking about. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. It's like that's not something I would shy away from. It's just like when it was happening, I'm like, I know what it's going to be. <laughs> My poor baby. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to look at that side of it. What was the birth of reality TV? What was the first one of these things that I guess Keeping Up with Kardashians was kind of the first show of that uh, ilk? Of that I think Keeping Up with Our Kardashians was not the first of that kind because you have to remember how many of like the Paris Hilton shows there were there. Oh, yes. But I would say it was the first one that hit a level of prestige huh? and popularity like that and one And probably kind of like a lot of other things Would Real right. World be out of this effort? This I do not know because really I just got into reality TV like three or four years ago. Think how behind I am. <laughs> and I do an okay job. Real World probably was one of the first. I think Real World was. Um so that's kind of where it started. 
and different things have come into the scene. But I, why I say it's a golden age is like, you know, we can like lulls about some of the things that like MTV put out of their reality, reality, what was it called? Real world, I think will always have a place. Yeah. I think that was a golden age in Mm -hmm. the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this is one with like their Kardashians and the Real Housewives. And like you said, like Vanderpump Rules, Love and Hip Hop, all of this. I think that is huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it will last, but I would say like 2011 to now it's golden age. I wonder about that a lot in terms of when we'll start seeing the bubbles burst yeah. on some of the most hugely popular things. Kardashians will just quit soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how long will the Bachelor be a thing? Because that's also uh, I thought it would be done. After this Bachelor in Paradise. That's another one. But then they yeah. just came back with that tone deaf trailer that was like, oh, so much drama. But Am I right, guys? And it's like. They're not even going to. They're airing. Originally, didn't they say they weren't going to air this season at all? And now they're like now they're saying back in they're. Filming. I'm just not. That's like. As many times as I said, I'm not going to watch something Bachelor related. That will be the one that I truly do not touch. Breaks no matter the camel's what. back. Yep. Like, for like three seasons, I've been like, how long can I watch this and still call myself like a feminist or a human? <laughs> As like someone that believes in equality, how long can I do this? As someone who's not a fan of the shows in that I don't watch them because it doesn't interest me to watch something like that, I ask myself that a lot, like, sight unseen, how can people watch this and be but on board for like what it But it's literally the smartest women of our generation. How weird is that? Do you think it is, so for you, you felt like, or you feel like one of the reasons that you enjoy these Real Housewife shows is a way that it gives you a relationship with confrontation and some it of the literally other shuts major my brain themes. Off. Like I would say a lot of it is it helps a lot with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm just like shutting my brain off at night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's just like really like showing me a lot about just like confrontation and stuff like that. I'm like, it literally can't matter because no one's going to throw glassware in my face. I w- <laughs> Like, and when I say confrontation, like, I mean that, like, even dialogue made me very uncomfortable. Hmm. Like, in, like, a business world, like, if I had to, like, even send something like that where I'm like, oh, God, what are they going to think of me? Right. Okay, you know what? This email that's a little bit harsh. Yeah. And a little bit real. Right. It's not that big. When I say confrontation, I do not mean I'm screaming at someone. And yes, yeah, sure. I screamed at strangers on the street. No, but that's kind of what I'm getting. But they deserved it. <laughs> sure. Sometimes they do. Uh, I told a guy in a softball game recently that he didn't get to call me honey. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> so I get that. I totally get that there's, and I guess that's where my thought processes or question was coming from in terms of The Bachelor is like, if there are situations where people of the opposite sex are uh, (laughs) doing the most absurd things to try to win the attention of suitors. Bachelors taught me nothing. Is that what people get out of it as well? Like everything in my dating life feels normal as fuck. Uh, Maybe that's what it is. Honestly, that's something that even is like, maybe I'm too close to it to explain. I cannot explain what it is that makes it so captivating. Like, (laughs) But like yeah, editing, I go to like, still editing, editing. editing is so good on The Bachelor. It's insane. Um, it sounds stupid, but you really start to care about the people. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that sounds so stupid. Mm-hmm. And like when they cu- get cut, it like feels like they died. Do you feel that way about Real Housewives stuff too? Like if someone gets wronged, you're like, no, you don't wrong Carol or whoever it is. I just the thing about that is like. I feel like all those women can stand up for themselves and I'm not worried about them. Interesting. On Bachelor, I'm like, this poor baby. Like, he literally is in... Dean's not going to make it after this. <laughs> and he's That's not. That's interesting. And he's not. 
<laughs> is Waboom still on the show? No. I, I haven't watched every episode of these. I actually just a lot of times skip the episode and um, read Allie Barthwell's recaps on yes, Vulture. Yes. If you guys are not reading Allie Barthwell's Vulture recaps, or is it Variety? I can't remember. No, it's Vulture. Vulture. Right. Um, that's what you need to be doing. Skip the show and read. Like I'll like watch probably one of three episodes and like half of it. Still, that's my way of weaning off of this. Yeah, that's good. That's really. But good. But every season, like I'm everyone sure in my family is like, "You said you were going to stop this." <laughs> like it's like literally like it's like an intervention situation. I'm like I don't know what happened specifically for the Bachelor and Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, no one cares about Real Housewives. Like it's the same thing. Like Bachelor is something you whisper about. Real Housewives. Man. I feel like you can just see. Shout I feel from like the- people. I feel like I'm in the minority and not watching those shows. Uh, there's no reason to start The Bachelor. There's I don't want every to. reason to start Real Housewives okay, and The Kardashians. I really stand by that. Even okay. if you're not going to get into Kardashians, I kind of get it. Yeah. Probably the div- most diverse television show. Yeah. In the last decade or yeah. ever. But I mean, that's just another topic for another day. Yeah. I'll, uh, what about the show Unreal? Have you watched that? Yes, I watched season one of that, and I loved it. Um, And that was something that, like, absolutely. I think there's a really interesting... It seems like there's a similar show that could come about for a Real Housewives-type show. I wonder how much um, manipulation is there as well, because you know, as a Bachelor fan, their phones are taken away from them. They're giving unlimited alcohol, and they're not allowed to work out. Oh, I always forget that... (laughs) So yeah, there's not as like literally Andy it's did. just like your life that's not in you know yeah. what I mean like the Real Housewives it's your life and you have a certain amount of control and like literally you're a celebrity okay and that and there's more power in that okay Bachelor you're so expendable it's a week by week contract whoa yeah because you'd have to be able to you know what I mean like even a year long easily. even a year long people get nervous around whoa and like there's someone like Ramona or like Vicky Gundo someone who just knows that they could like shit the bed and not get fired. Right. And like one of them's literally peed the bed and not been fired. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, but probably got a raise. But okay. like Bachelor is like a week by week I weird guess manipulation. Do you see yeah. there is a difference in it and how the casts are treated? I do. I guess I see. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense that there's not as much of a like production crew as there is, you know, a group of editors and I'm sure people who help them edit somehow like these are the storylines we want to focus on and and it's weird because the people who have their kids on real housewives some people do some people don't they're like literally my kids love the producers and they've grown up with these people interesting like these are like their aunts and uncles it's just people filming parts of their lives as opposed to like taking them out of their lives and forcing Mm -hmm. them into this totally bizarre world and you'll probably like the bachelor people probably never see a lot of the producers after i think elon gale is like a pretty famous producer on there that mm-hmm. I think they remain friends with. Hmm. Um, honestly, I can't tell why because he seems like a garbage human, but and I think he loves that. Right. Uh, right. But it's interesting. It's just a difference of like respect. Is there anything else you feel like you would be remiss to not mention where the uh, Housewives or other reality shows that you're I guess into? I just want to say hi to Dorinda Medley. <laughs> Who's that? The best housewife of all time. Okay, well, we definitely got it. Talk about her, at least for a sec. I feel like we've brought up Dorinda every now and again, but she's um, a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. She is a week after week after week gift. Okay. 
of just like going from being the sweetest woman you've ever met, kind of kind of klutzy and goofy, but like very sweet. Like, oh, I came on this vacation and I forgot my suitcase. No. <laughs> like that's something that just happened. But no. then like you even mention her daughter or something. She starts pointing and screaming, you back that shit up. How am I doing? Not well, bitch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then like what the next morning qualities. she's like, okay. <laughs> Like, literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. I love it. And I love, and like, she starts to not make sense. And then she'll like get a little drunk and try to make a toast. And it's like, and a flumble plate is a, a love scarce bar. No. Just like looks like a cartoon of someone. And They're I love her so much. Up. And her heart is so good. And last night, her Instagram story was just illegally taping Anastasia oh. <laughs> on Broadway. And just probably no. had no idea. And people and I woke up to text about it. Like more than one person texted me. It was like, "You have to go see her Instagram story. Dorinda's it's so inappropriate." Instagram story is clips from, and it's just like, and then it'll be like, "I just met someone, and they're my new friend, and I gave yes. them a mug." Of course. <laughs> like, oh, and then it's just like, cute, 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 Dorinda. Illegal, illegal, illegal. Can you say hi to my daughter? She's watching the video. <laughs> You gotta watch Dorinda. She's the best thing that's ever happened to us. That's great. That's great. I really want to see the whole collection of this is not the place. this isn't the time or place. <laughs> that sounds too good. I'll send you a lot of supercuts tonight. You know Please. what? To all my fans and listeners, I'm gonna send you all the supercuts. Yes. <laughs> Where they at? Yes. Anything that you throw to me, I'll throw in the notes Thank for that. So. Thank you. <laughs> Last question. How do you feel like your love of the Real Housewives and the Real Housewives, et cetera, I'll say, Except. has influenced you creatively and kind of your uh, life in general as Claire Linick. I think I've learned a lot about branding. That checks Does out. That makes sense. For sure. I um, get talked to a lot about like how like almost my personality is like a character and like I do that online and stuff. And I'm like, literally, it's like I said, I would be a terrible housewife, but I have like maybe an 18th of that. Yeah. I mean, there's an it's element like taking of that a in master the f- course on branding. Sure. Yeah. It really, really is. As I think anyone who would be familiar with like the book stuff that you guys have done and the uh, we fought about and things like that, there is a certain element of like, that's the nature of what you like to write about in your life and yes. talk about online and things it's just like, like that. Being your own Chris Jenner, right? And I think right. we can all all of us want to be our own Chris Jenner. Yeah, I think absolutely. The age of reality TV and the internet have made that into a desire. Yeah, and I think Chris Jenner is like the butt of a joke. But I think if you really look at that woman, and if you looked at her the lens of a businesswoman, we'd all be in awe. Yeah. That's what I've that. taken away. I've taken away that I'm my own Chris Jenner. With <laughs> I a little that. bit of Erica Jane. Okay. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to have to get some Erica I Jane. I love that you've been taking notes. Like, I need you guys to know that Mary Beth has been taking notes the whole time. And I know it's just about stuff that she really wants to watch later. Or it's like, most a, of them are or the it's music a help thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just in giant letters. Well, no. I have a Spotify playlist that's all of their songs. So Perfect. I'll just, I'll just send you that. Thank you. That's the exact look. I could erase like four of these notes with just that, just because oh, yeah. I did not want to forget the music. I might throw some of it underneath too. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I had the playlist. I'll send it to you tonight. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, it's mostly the things that I have taken away from like that you get out of it and the women who have been on these shows and attempted to make music. <laughs> 
Some of them not attempted. Most of them attempted. <laughs> Most of them 100% attempted. Some of them have made art. I believe that. Or it's so bad it's art. I believe both of those things, which I think is also a good thing to remember. You know, if you're creating something, you just, you can't control how other people are seeing it. You might be creating Baby Driver or you might be creating The Room. <laughs> like literally there's no way to know. <laughs> there's no way to know until an audience tells you what it is so how do you feel like that's influenced your the way that you approach like what you write about and talk about i've just become really comfortable doing stuff that i care about mm -hmm. and assuming that if i truly care about it and it comes from somewhere like good with me it will resonate with someone instead of trying to like chase what i think is gonna hit people can smell that that's got a huge smell and it's stinky, girl. I raised the roof at Yes, this. you did. <laughs> but literally, it's just about like, hey, is this content that I would want to see? Yeah. Would this make me feel a certain way? Yeah, absolutely. Not, I want this from people. I want to make them feel this way. I want their money, which I do. Sure. But <laughs> but but the but the easiest way to get to that point is exactly what you said. It, from what I've seen and from what I like and the way that I like to create things as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think that even though it's funny because I feel the Netflixes of the world are able to look at stuff like that. Yeah. But they're also a conglomerate of people who can find, you know... I don't have the statistics. I don't have the analytics. It's got to be like a head and heart situation. Right, exactly. But I'm sure even with, you know, uh, there were women who wanted to make a show that was about the documentary Glow. It wasn't yes. like Netflix was like, we want ladies and wrestling. Who can do it? You know? But yes. because there were women who wanted to make a show like that, they were like, yes, we will give you the money to do it. You see what I'm saying? I absolutely see what you're saying. And I, it does make a lot of sense that these women and these shows are a good example of that. They're like idols. <laughs> They're accidental idols. Not role models. I never said that. I was very careful not to say that. <laughs> idols. That's a really good differentiation because I do think that goes back to glorification of yes. negative behaviors. Like I do not want to give them a treat for what they've done. <laughs> but I'd like to be there next time they do it. I get that. I totally get that. I, I catch Luann anytime she falls. <laughs> And she will look up at you and say, it was bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you. This has been a delight. I love you, and I mean that. Stop it. Go on. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.